Good morning. It's Friday, April 24th. We're reading through the Old and New Testament. As we get through the Bible in a year, we're in 2 Samuel chapters 10 through 12. In chapter 10, interesting uh, story of David's intent to be kind and to have evil returned uh, for that, shaving their beard, cutting off their clothes at the hips, as it says. It was a uh, embarrassing scene and one where the Ammonite king tried to humiliate David and his servants and uh, certainly paid an ultimate price for that, a cruel uh, act that um, was certainly undeserved. And um, we see God's response to that. Chapter 11, uh, memorable passage here of David's moral failure with Bathsheba. And uh, we see God's grace in showing us that even the best of the characters of the Bible uh, are falling short of the glory of God and only Christ could come and resist every temptation and do everything properly for us so that His righteousness, Christ's righteousness, can be imputed to us. Um, so important, even in not just the adultery, but the murder of Uriah, uh, her husband. I mean, second hand, of course, but just as uh, immoral. Nathan confronts him in chapter 12. All this happens quick in our one day's reading, but David is uh, trying to hide this and cover it up. Nathan confronts him. David repents, which is why he's still a man after God's own heart, even with his failures. Um, and yet there's consequences, which starting with in chapter 12, the death of David's baby and uh, how painful that was. And yet he gets up when the discipline in that stage at least is over and uh, surprises his men but uh, we see God uh, starting the process of restoring David. His sin has been forgiven, as it says, by Nathan the prophet, and yet um, there's consequences that remain, as we'll see tomorrow. Chapter 19, the triumphal entry. Uh, Jesus is coming in in the second half of chapter 19, uh, fulfilling that presentation of himself as king to Jerusalem. He weeps over Jerusalem as they're unwilling to submit to um, the kingship of Christ, and because of that, they would pay a price as well. Uh, he cleanses the temple, which goes through and tips over those tables. And this is the second time it's happened, once early on in his ministry. And a second time he comes and he's known for this zeal that consumes him regarding uh, this temple, which is supposed to be, as he says in this passage, a house of prayer. And instead it had turned into a den of robbers. They were there just basically ripping people off. And uh, that was such a uh, righteous expression of his indignation towards sin and uh, we see that play itself out here in this passage, reminding us that uh, anger, even though it is often seen as a bad thing, it is in a divine sense, at least half the times times uh, we see the word used in the scripture, it's used of God. And of course, it's moral and righteous and, and, and proper when God expresses his anger. Uh, but usually our anger, usually selfishly motivated and, and rarely the kind of indignation uh, that Jesus has. Although, as Psalm 119 says, there are plenty of examples of of human uh, indignation as well that is justified. Now, our one another for today, uh, certainly helpful, I think, in the shadow of Nathan's rebuke of David, his confrontation. Uh, I would lead you to James chapter 5, verse 16, which tells us to confess our sins to one another. Uh, confess our sins to one another. It says, therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another 
that you might be healed. Now, there's context there, of course, of someone who's being disciplined by God in the sickbed and the confession of sin, the admitting of sin, uh, not just to God, but in circumstances where it's helpful and proper and uh, even required in some cases when I sin against someone to confess it and agree with God about the sin to a person and agree with them that this is a sin, it's wrong, and uh, that we repent. That is uh, certainly a godly thing. Not that we air out all our dirty laundry in contexts where it's not pro appropriate or proper or uh, necessary, but in many cases we need to learn to say to those that we've wronged, to say to those that are in a counseling situation with us and helping us through a problem like Nathan was with David, just to admit the wrong that we've done. Psalm 32, Psalm 51, two good psalms you might want to uh, add to your study of God's Word today that can remind you of how good it is to confess our sins, not just to God, but even as those two psalms do, they uh, express confession to other people. And uh, many, many times that's appropriate, first with God and then with others, particularly when you're rightly confronted. And maybe there's someone in your life today, maybe someone you've wronged, maybe an argument you've had, something where you've been um, unrighteous in a situation you need to confess to someone and so do it. James chapter 5, verse 16, confess your sins to one another. And then now get into your Bible reading in the Old Testament and the New Testament. And uh, I hope that you uh, are back with us every day. You've subscribed to this and that you'll comment. That's always an encouragement to me. And we'll see you back here tomorrow as we continue through our daily Bible reading. Mm -hmm.